Hello everyone and welcome back to Ringpost Radio. I am as always Adam Westwood and I'm joined as always with... Nathan Harding. How you doing kid? I'm alright, thank you. How are you? I'm doing really good. It's been a really good week of wrestling. We've seen a lot of good wrestling this week, haven't we? Well we have, yeah. So both of us went to go and see Breed Pro Wrestling on Saturday, didn't we, at City Hall. And what did you think of the show overall, to start with? Um, well, before I say what I thought about the show, I've heard plenty of good things about Breed, especially from you beforehand. I uh, saw loads of good things about it on Twitter and... Uh, yeah, finally went to my first show on Sunday, and I thought it was amazing. So we're going to run down the card, and we'll go through everything, and we'll see what everyone think. We'll see what we think of what everything, everything that happened. So the first match of the night was the Anti Fun Police versus Club Tropicana. So for those who don't know, Club Tropicana are a team from uh, a team from Ireland uh, who who wrestle all the time in OTT, who came over, and they're a sight to behold, aren't they? They're something special. I love this team. I think they might be my favourite thing in wrestling of all time. Uh, yeah, <laughs> big of all no, time. But honestly. They were just so entertaining to watch. Uh, what is it? Captain Sexy. He and gets Aiden. this big in- introduction and then, yeah, and then Aiden. So um, th- they made a promo announcing the match and they, uh, they said they were going to sail over from Ireland in a rubber dinghy rapid. Um, it was just brilliant. It was quality. Uh, the match was titled as a, a St. Patrick's Day No Fun Challenge and they had um, Mr. Mr. One Fall from the British Wrestling Commission big one fall. who was there to oversee the match and uh, help police um, as well as look after Martina. So Session Moth Martina was there on community service as ring crew. <laughs> so, which led into the second match, which we'll cover in a minute. But, um, so Club Tropicana won their first ever international match. Would you think, would you think that they're going to be back in Sheffield? Def- well, definitely. They got a huge response. They're, they've got to come back because I want to see them back. I can't believe it's their first time uh, in the UK. I know. No, well, it was their first time and also... Um, Angel Cruz yeah. of the Wild Boys had never been over as well, and I thought I thought well, I thought he'd been everywhere, so I was really surprised to hear that. But it was a really fun match. I think I think when the when the full VOD comes out on YouTube in the next few weeks, people are going to be in for a shock because I think the first show was was fun. I think the first show was good. It was it was mainly it was mainly like let's try and establish everything. This show was a lot of just like let's just have fun, and it was brilliant. We then had uh, Mr. Juan Fool getting a bit angry at Martina for being for not doing her job as rinker and kept drinking alcohol. So his personal bodyguard, Gene Money, was uh, was introduced and uh, they had an, a false cat anywhere match, which is still going on. <laughs> the match never ended, and so there's constant tweet updates every day from Martina and Money of what is happening with their match. Did you enjoy what happened between Martina? Oh, I and- did enjoy this. It's my first time introduced to a lot of these wrestlers and Gene Money is just incredible. He came out, he's got his big boy pants on, <laughs> pulling them up. <laughs> he had he had um, wrist tape over his nipples. <laughs> in X, in in X marks, weren't it? A very silly man, but a very good man. I think he was brilliant. I, yeah. I thought it was hilarious. The best part of this match for me was um, Sessimov Martina brought brought Gene Money out h- halfway through the show in a trolley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so it was it wasn't announced beforehand and um so they started wrestling after the after the first match. Uh and then then they went into the women's bathroom and weren't seen again for about 5 10 minutes. Then they came they were upstairs in the balcony randomly. Martina teased a, a dive <laughs> off the top, didn't she? <laughs> in typical Seth Rollins fashion, I was like, "Nah, screw this." And jumped and then just jumped back. Um and then we we didn't see them for another twenty minutes or so after the second match. They came out in a trolley, um, and then Gene when he kept getting alcohol poured over him, he kept talking about how sticky he was, which was hilarious. It was very entertaining. 
And I hope this, I hope this just never ends. I hope this match goes on for months and Martina keeps flying over. Did, did you just, ma- did we mention um, Gene Money halfway through this match when I think when it finally got into the ring, he teased his big finishing his move. big finishing move, which probably has the greatest name for a finishing move I've ever heard, Ainsley Lariat. It- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's going to mean absolutely nothing to anyone. If you're like American or if you don't understand British cooking shows. I mean, I think everyone's seen the, the picture of Ainsley Harriet looking like a creep. I think he's cooking a stir fry and he's got this massive smile on his face. And it's like everyone, it was like everyone in our 2014's profile picture. Yeah. When everyone loved Ainsley yeah, Harriet. Yeah, but, but it was hilarious and it's not ended. And they keep putting updates on Twitter and little, uh, little tweets about it and videos. There was a video where uh, Chris Ridgway knocked them both out. And then counted a pinfall for Martina, and then money kicks out. <laughs> and it keeps going on. It's not going to end. Um, after that, we had the only new uh, new breed tournament match of the night, which was Shea Parser versus the OJMO. What do you think of the match? Again, first time introduced to both of these. Same for me here. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed this match. It was yet yeah, different to what we've seen, what we saw in the first couple. It was more technical. Um, the OJMO was working. Was it his? Was it working? Shea Persa's leg. It was leg. His, yeah. yeah, I think it was right leg. Um, yeah, Shea Persa, an intense guy. And his entrance, oh, it so was he, really hype. He it? came out to my sacrifice and was just screaming all of the lyrics. <laughs> and he did. He uh, he has a uh, his own Shea Fu. He's trying to become a black belt. He's a master, right? isn't he? He's trying to become a black belt in pro wrestling. And uh, I looked through his Twitter account, and so if he if he wins in Attack Pro. If he wins a certain amount of matches, he can get up another belt level. He's currently an orange belt in uh, professional wrestling, but he's a black belt in Shefu. Of course he is. And he, he's a master. He won by a, a guillotine choke. It was a very surprising win. It, did, think, it came out of nowhere, didn't it? Yeah, like OJ really dominated a lot of the match. Um, and it was my first time seeing both of them, so I was kind of excited to see. Uh, I'd heard a lot about OJ, but I hadn't heard too much about Shea beforehand. Um, and I was really, really interested to see what both of them brought. Because I just saw, I looked through his Twitter and just saw a guy in, in a gi and was like, what is, he, what is this man doing? <laughs> yeah. But he's hilarious. He's hilarious. And both of them were brilliant. OJ was really charismatic. And I think he could be a really big deal soon in British wrestling. Definitely. I think he, he announced on Twitter afterwards that it was his, only his 100th match. Really? Yeah. Yeah, like he's, in, for that sort of number, like, he's really impressive. He's really good. And I expect that if, if Shea Pastor wins the tournament, I think OJ will be back. He put a, he put a promo up last night. And he said he didn't get a chance to eat his chicken salad from Pret from beforehand because he didn't have a fork. So he's only eating it after the show, which is why he lost. He didn't have a chicken salad inside him. Fair what, enough. What more can you say? Yeah. I mean, Pret, if you don't get your chicken salad, you can't win matches. Pret chicken salads do a lot for people. And clearly, OJ Mo needs more chicken salads in his life. Uh, we move on to Chuck Mambo versus Jack Sexsmith, the former Mega Flowers facing off for the first time in their career. Uh, Chuck Mambo recently turned, joining his ETM uh, boys uh, at the last show, Sunday Night Yeet. So he's now the, one of the big bad guys in Breed. No one really likes him anymore, apart from me. I was the only, it was two of us cheering. There's me and a person behind him cheering. For, and Chuck Mambo came to the person behind me, took out his chewing gum and put it on a forehead. Just, just Mambo things. Just typical Mambo things. Um, Mambo was really vicious in this. Like I thought, sex was. There was a steel chair brought out, wasn't there? Was there was a chair brought out. He wouldn't stop beating him up after, before and after the match. Uh, Sexsmith won with a, with a quick roll up, and then there was a fast count as well because uh, the ref was getting really annoyed with ETM messing them around. So the ref fast counted with a roll up for Jack Sexsmith. So Sexsmith technically won. So Mambo's now zero for two in his his breed record. 
But I think post-match it showed that it doesn't really matter about wins and losses for ETM, does it? Definitely. They just destroyed him. They, came, they all came out, Spike Gervais and just TK Cooper and they decimated him, really. He got destroyed. I don't know. I, I assume we'll see Sexsmith back at some point. I mean, he's technically undefeated in breed, but I think it's going to be a long while away because I think he might need some time off to recover. We've then got, undoubtedly, match of the night before the, before the intermission. I was, ex- I was unexpected to see this so early on in the night. I thought this was going to potentially main event and then TK was going to rant on Twitter for weeks about it. But we had Unbeziegbar versus Smashmouth, Ilya Dragunov versus Chris Woodway. What did you think? Holy shit. This was unbelievable, this it match. It's insane. It's probably, it's, yeah, it might be the best match I've ever seen live. I think I agree. Um, it was brutal, physical, like non-stop, weren't it? Ridgeway. Ridgeway. Man, a huge win for him. Massive win. I think that's gonna really kick it's gonna really kick him off into breed. Well, I mean, Ilya Dragonov I think wasn't going in with the most momentum anymore. I think he's he's not really got anything left to do on the Indies. He's won everything, he's been everywhere. Uh Ridgeway's trying to prove himself. You know, he I know he keeps saying he wants to get into Japan at some point and it's his dream to wrestle in Japan. So he's trying to prove himself to get there. Um and after winning after losing the title last month and losing uh because of Scotty Davis, which we'll get onto later. Um, he needed to prove himself and he did he did very well there was a lot of the strikes where I felt I was wincing in the crowd they were that hard didn't um, Dragunov get cut open a bit towards the end yeah Dragunov was bleeding that just shows the absolute physicality of this match I mean there was a point where they were just they were literally just slapping each other and they were on their knees weren't they and it was just constant back and forth of slaps and uh, I've spoken to uh, Mitch, one of the, uh, the owners of Breed, and uh, this match is going to be on YouTube by the end of the week. So as soon as that's live, make sure you check this match out. It's going to be insane. I think I think Big Meltzer might rate this quite highly because uh, it was Breed were in the uh, they're in the Observer last month. Really? Yeah, Breed were in the Observer for the first show, so he knows about them. Good. But uh, I think this is going to be this big, is Big Daddy Melts. Big He's Daddy. got to definitely watch this match. The man I hate so much, Big Daddy Melts. <laughs> God, I hate that guy <laughs> but no I think people are going to see his rating on this and just going to be like blown away I think it was I think it's the perfect send off for Ilya, Dra- Ilya Dragunov definitely because um, Dragunov's been announced to be signing to NXT UK so we know he's going there so his indie dates are going to probably like lessen over the next few months and years and then eventually be full time I think when Vince McMahon sees, sees Ilya I think he's going to fall oh, in love with him definitely like he's so good this is the first time I've seen him live and with the Soviet march, his entrance music and his, oh, it just like you knew like that was, this was a big match coming up. Just, everything about his entrance, you just it just screams absolute superstar. And yeah, and then what we saw in the ring after just backs it up. I think it's um, Chris Ridgway's theme song it gets you pumped up. I'm gonna find out the name of the song now because I got sent it by someone and I listened to it and I'm instantly in the ridge to beat someone up, like. Not a mood you really want to be in a lot of the time, but it's intimidating. Like, I think it scares you walking down to the ring. And the fact that pe- so many fans love him, like, I th- he's one of the sort of guys where you'd expect fans could so easily hate him, but everyone just loves him because he's so good at beating people up, which I find hilarious. It's, uh, it's called My World by Code Orange. It's just intimidating. And he's, oh, it's, I can't, I can't praise this match enough. I can't praise it enough. You've got to see it. It'll be out on YouTube by Sunday. Definitely Breed's best match so far. 
I think it's the I think it's one's going to put them on the map. Yeah, we were talking about it after the show, weren't we? Oh, we went for a Taco Bell after the after the of show. Of course. And um, we were talking about it, and you were like, "This is Sheffield's progress. Like, this is the thing." Not in a way that they're they're copying progress, but in a way that it's oh, yeah, no, it's, yeah. A Sheff- it's Sheffield's own like big wrestling company now, and it's got this really like because PMA positive mental attitude. It's got this really nice vibe. This it's like a family already, like the, the crowd and the wrestlers. Yeah, a lot of the a lot of the fans already know, like a lot of the wrestlers already know who the fans are that are coming to uh, coming to both shows, and there's a lot of interaction from the uh, both both the wrestlers and the the staff towards the fans as well. Like they really want everyone to be there, and it feels like a really welcoming place to be. Definitely, it's very inclusive, isn't it? And I feel like it's just going to be. I feel like this, it's a matter of time before it really blows up and just gets huge. Yeah, it's not going to be long before before it gets big buzz. Uh, nationally around the UK and then eventually hopefully some uh, international fans will will capture it and see it on, I think it's, on demand I, I think it's going to be I think um, I think it's almost going to I think it's going to be what, what Fight Club Pro is almost like now you know how in the last year or so Fight Club Pro has really just taken off um, and it was known about before but now it's it's just amazing like it's huge now um, I feel like it's going to have that same sort of thing with uh with breed, I think it's just going to take off, and I can't wait for it to. I can't wait for everyone to be able to see this. So, after this, we then had a little bit of an intermission. Going after, back from the intermission, we had the uh, the first match of the World Trios League, which is more than hype versus the Wild Boys. What were your thoughts on this match? Taking well, taking a step back from what we just saw as a masterclass of <laughs> yeah. technical wrestling. Well, as soon as uh, the Wild Boys come out to the Wild Boys by Duran Duran. You just know this match is going to be super fun, and it definitely was. Uh, Angel Cruz, I know Dirty Dragon. You were loving Dirty Dragon, I weren't love, you? I love Dirty Dragon so much. He's like the funniest man. He did. He did a. <laughs> he did a people's elbow, but instead of taunting like The Rock, he did Fortnite dances, and every all of the adults in the crowd just like belating <laughs> yeah. us, and I was just on my feet screaming for it. I love him. I think he's hilarious. He had, he had um, Andre Cartier as well. Andre Cartier, I say. Yeah. The model himself. <laughs> Such a bizarre it was, team. It was, yeah, it's a mental team. And like when they were making their entrance, like Andre Cartier was just like, what is going on? Like he's with Angel Cruz and Dirty Dragon or just like, Angel Cruz is like the most full of himself man. Yeah. Well, no, not even that. He's just—he's not full of himself in the way that uh, Cartier is. He's just like—he's just an idiot. But not in the. But then you've got Dirty Dragon, who's even more of an idiot. And then you've got Cartier, who's just this like model, who's like doesn't want to be hit. Cartier was like the straight man with these. Oh, it was mental. And then you've got—you have more than hype. So you've got LJ Cleary, Nathan Martin, and Darren Kearney, who are tearing it up in OTT at the minute. They're, they're everywhere. Like they're one of OTT's biggest, like biggest stars, really. The tr- the three of them, um, and I think I'm hoping the World Trio League leads towards a um, like a trios title. I hope they do something special. Like I'd, it'd be nice to see trios rather than just a generic tag team. I think that'd be a nice element they could add. Unique, really, um, to, yeah. to British wrestling. And I think it? if they do, like the first mem- the first people they're going to suggest, well, uh, the first person I'm going to put forward for the titles, have got to be more than hype. They're just beloved. And I mean, when they come out to Beautiful Life, you know it's going to be a, it's a sick night. I mean, their finishing move of, of Mighty, the, the Mighty Morphing Hype Boys, something special. It's 
There are sights behold, the, aren't they? This match was just really fun, wasn't it? I think at one point, Angel Cruz brought out a knife, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, so at one point, uh, so the um, I think it was, I think it, was it when um, the the More Than Hype Boys were mighty morphed? Was it when they were all on each other's shoulders? Yeah, I think it, it was um, just after that, wasn't and it? And Cartier pulls out a butter knife from his shoe. Um, and of course, everyone's first reaction being in Sheffield was he's from Sheffield because of the Sheffield cutlery business from the last generation. But everyone's run away from the ring and he was just left in the middle of the ring screaming at the referee with a knife. <laughs> and it wasn't even, I don't, it might have been a plastic knife, I don't even know. But it was just insane. Like, we'd, this this match was just after we'd seen Chris Ridgway and Ilya Dragunov just destroy each other. It was such a nice change of time. Complete change of pace, but very welcome, wasn't it? Um, I can't wait to watch it again. It's gonna be it's gonna be the sort of match I watch over and over again just because it was hilarious. Like it was more of a, it was more comedy than it was wrestling, which I just thought was funny. Uh, after that, we then had uh, the second mat the second part of um, uh, E7's punishment. They were obviously punished after they ruined the main event, and that's what caused TK Cooper to win the the breed pro title at Sunil Eat. Uh, so we had Carlos Romo facing off against Spike Trevay. Which, was this the first time you'd seen both of these guys? Yeah, again. First time I've seen both of these guys, I was Spike Trevay. I, I know why you've been banging on about him constantly now. I love him. I love him so much. Honestly. Everyone hates Spike Trevay. And I just think he's hilarious. Because he's so, he's just so spot on. He's just such Genuine. A, he actually makes some good points. He's such an idiot. Well, at one point, someone, someone called uh, Trevay a pussy. And so Trevay was like, don't call that. Probably, um, it was like he called him out for being uh, for not being a feminist, and then everyone in the crowd started cheering for Spike Trevay, and then realized what they're doing is like booing him straight away afterwards <laughs> because it's Spike Trevay. Like oh, it was so weird. I mean, it was my first time seeing Carlos Roma. I've heard a lot about Team White Wolf, but I've never yeah. actually seen them. I've never seen them to get. I've never seen either of them. Um, but Roma really won me over at the end. I thought he was gonna. I thought he was gonna win, but obviously. Spike Trevay does not abide by does not play by any rules, does he? Definitely does not. Quick low bow and a nice a nice one two three. What what was it? Did he have a sip of uh, his shampoos? He did. Did, then, did he spit it in his face? Yeah, yeah of course. He there did. was a lot of uh, drink spitting in this in this show, wasn't there? There's a lot of drink spitting. Well, it's just typical, isn't it? I mean, Spike Trevay. I don't think I've ever seen him without his champagne. And there was one. Do you remember that at one point uh, everyone started chanting tartan pants towards him? <laughs> And oh, he was like, like, they're not tartan. Like, they're not tartan, you it's this Burberry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's brilliant. I think he's hilarious. And it's such, it was such a fun match. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't the most serious match, but it was really fun. Yeah. No, it, was, it wasn't as intense as Mambo and Sexsmith. Yeah. But, yeah, it was still a really good match, wasn't it? I think as well, I think it was good to see Spike actually win as well. I don't. I think it was good to keep Spike winning. I mean, like, Mambo's the sort of, I feel like Mambo's the sort of guy where he can lose and still everyone will sort of either love him or hate him. I feel like if Spike constantly, if Spike losing all the time, if everyone, if Spike starts losing, everyone's like, well, it's not a threat, is he? He's not an idiot anymore. But I thought, I thought, I thought that was quite, I thought that was quite good to see him win. I definitely hope to see Carlos Romo back. I hope to see, well, this is my thought. I'd hope to see uh, A-Kid come as well and they can do Team yeah. White Wolf versus yeah. Mambo and Obviously, uh, Spike. Heard about Team White Wolf, but I haven't seen A-Kid and I've only seen Roma, but heard loads of good things about them as a team. And yeah, that sounds like a really good idea for it's the future. A, so it's the sort of match that would like end the first half of the show, I reckon. I think that'd be really fun. And then as well, that would mean maybe that you'd have Spike, uh, you'd have a big TK in the main event without having his boys behind him. Mm. Uh, Interesting. I know. 
So you had the, uh, the penultimate match of the night. You had Raven Creed versus Debbie Keitel. Raven's long-lost daughter. <laughs> versus Ivy, the Queen of the Monsters. From Sheffield. From Sheffield, which got... Everyone was really happy that she was from Sheffield and then really turned on her really quick when they realised that she was not dead. She was not Raven Creed. <laughs> Everyone in Sheffield loves Raven Creed. No wonder. She's amazing. She's amazing. She? I mean, she kept just telling everyone to feck off, didn't she? <laughs> in match. And she kept just kicking everyone in. She kept giving out low blows, which I thought was hilarious. And the referee was nearly crying because he, he didn't know what to do. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was quite interesting as well. I think... There's been a lot of... Um, Debbie and Raven have fought a lot in OTT. They fought Big rivalry, isn't it? They fought at Scrapamania the night before the show uh, and then came over and then had Ivy thrown in the mix. But Ivy was a... Uh, so on, on Twitter, Shax over the last few weeks has been trying to get another uh, Women of Steel match. So she um, she lost in the first ma- the first Women of Steel to Fatal 4-Way at the last show. So she wanted she wanted another chance to get into it. Um, so she was there selling... She sells cakes at the rest, a wrestling show she goes to because she's brilliant. Um, and her cakes are as well apparently her cakes are as well mm. I can't attest that but I assume I mean they looked great I just didn't buy any I didn't have any cash on me outrageous who goes to a wrestling show without cash I know I, I didn't either because <laughs> we're idiots um, no but Shax got hit mid-match and then called out Ivy for uh, for next month uh, um, out of the box which would be very interesting to see um, but Raven Creed pinned Debbie Kaitel uh, Debbie looked like she got really badly injured at the end of the match mm. I think she landed on her head but she was in, she ended up being fine. Yeah, she was. There's nothing wrong with her. Thank, in the end. Thankfully, yeah. But um, Raven picked up the win and is heading uh, heading on in the tournament. I don't know when the final will be. Uh, we know the um, we know the Newbury tournament final will be out of the box uh, in, in a month and a half time yeah. in May. But we've got no. I don't know yet if uh, Women of Steel match has been announced for the final, which will be be interesting. We've got Candy Floss and Raven Creed in so far, so that'll be quite interesting. I feel like that, that itself could just be the final. Just give them... Fair enough, yeah. Give them half an hour and see what happens. Exactly. Um, but yeah, we've got Ivy versus Shax for Out of the Box, which is booked. Did they say it was um, no DQ as well? Yeah, I think... I think they did. Yeah. Yeah, so I think they good. did. But then we went on to the main event, which was uh, TK Cooper versus Scotty Davis for the Breed Pro Championship. It was supposed to be Lucky Kid, but he got injured in Denmark the day before the show. So Scotty Davis was flown in as a, as a last minute replacement. And what a replacement to get. Obviously, once again, I've, I've seen TK Cooper a fair few times through progress, but I've not really seen much of Scotty Davis, but I've heard a lot of good things from what he does in OTT. And yeah, as a replacement, you couldn't really get much better at last minute, could you? I think he's brilliant. I think he's going to take, I think he's honestly, he's going to, it's his slogan, but I think he's about to blow up. Like he's about to hit like superstardom. I think he's amazing. And apparently he's only uh, 18 or 19 as well. He's the same age as us. We're started talking about him being amazing, and I'm like, I've not even stepped in a wrestling yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, age-wise, I think you've got to be looking at WWE. Let's be real. I think he's he's destined for it easily. It, it, it was really impressive in this match. Like he just brought it, didn't he? Constantly having to fend off and fight off Spike Trevay and Chuck Mambo, wasn't he? Yeah, it was basically a three. It was basically a three-on-one handicap match, essentially, because no one can really control ETM at the minute. So. I mean, we'll get onto that afterwards because there's there's been some some word from Breed about trying to control ETM, but um, for considering he did this all on his own, he actually could have won. There were several times I thought he'd done it, um, but TK just keeps grinding on. I don't think he's going to lose the title for a very long time. By the way, it's going. They, they seem ETM seem to have this massive game plan, master plan, and 
they keep they just pulling it out of the bag, aren't yeah. they? I tweeted it on the night. TK just seems to be one step ahead of everyone. Yeah, everyone else. I'd agree. He's, he's just got he's just got something else ahead of every single every other wrestler, and no one else can seem to really compete with him. It's really it's really weird, but we'll have to wait and see what happens with that one. Um, saying that, so it was announced after the show that um, next month, so at the at the show out of the box in May at the Hex Nightclub in Sheffield. ETM will be taking on uh, the Scheidenfreude team of Mark Davis and Kyle Fletcher, which is Aussie Open, with Lucky Kid, which will have Breed Pro Championship ramifications. How excited are you? Yeah, this is just going to be an absolute show stealer, isn't it? Six man. Wow. Aussie Open making their debuts in Breed. I can't wait for this match. Obviously, I didn't see, I didn't go to the first show, so I didn't see Lucky Kid, but I have seen a fair few of his matches and yeah so this this team against etm i can't wait for this lucky kid is an enigma he's something special that kid it's in his name but he he's just something else like he's really he's so energetic and uh, charismatic like everyone just loves him and it's so easy to see why and i feel like i feel like this is going to be the first big challenge for etm like scotty davis was a big challenge for tk but tk obviously had backup had spike and yeah. mambo if it was one on one, I think it would have gone the other way. I think I think Scotty Davis would have won, would have become the world champion, um, and I think if it wasn't for that anyway, I think Lucky Kid would have done it last month as well. Like TK is really really helped by having Mambo and Treve. so with with it being equal playing field, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. As well as after the show as well, the next day they announced um, at the Castle Tussle show they're going to hold at war- they're going to hold a walkabout on WrestleMania night. They announced uh, the main event's going to be Chris Ridgeway versus Scotty Davis. So this was start. This whole match is based on uh, what happened after Sunday night last month. So you had um, just to fill Nathan in because you weren't at the show. So it was in the Fatal Four Way main event, which for the Breed Pro title. So it was TK Cooper versus Lucky Kid versus Chris Ridgeway versus Scotty Davis. And what happened was, so. Um, as he says this is what Scotty Davis mm-hmm. is saying Scotty Davis's shoulder was dislocated and he got put in a submission by uh, excuse me by um, Ridgeway and he tapped on his shoulder three times like that to click his uh, shoulder back into place and the referee Eddie Sideburns called for the bell now he didn't ta- he didn't tap consecutively so it was a very odd pin and a lot of the crowd didn't expect that it was going to call for the bell because we didn't think he tapped out so Davis stood outside of the ring for a while and he was standing in the he was standing before he went to the back and he was really angry and he attacked Ridgeway and then Ridgeway got covered by TK in the um, in the crossfire. So that eliminated Ridgeway from the title match. So Ridgeway's really mad at Scotty because this is the reason he's he's not the Breed Pro champion, because I think he was the favourite going in. Now they've got they've got he's finally getting his payback at Colossal Tussle, which is gonna see it's basically a three hour show from Breed followed by WrestleMania on a big screen in, in a massive pub with all the wrestlers. Yeah, in a massive pub, yeah. A massive pub with all the wrestlers. What do you think's going to happen? Well, yeah, I'm looking forward to this match. It's definitely, we definitely need to get tickets for this. We do. We, we haven't yet, but I don't know why because... We're about to. I feel like we're... Yeah. As soon as we get as 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 <laughs> to record it, we'll just buy front yeah. row tickets. I mean, Martin Kirby's on the show. Yeah. Sugar Dunkerton. Gene Money's back. Gene Money, I'm the man himself, <laughs> with his big boy pants. Hopefully, How big, hope to see a big Ainsley Larry at that night. Isn't this the? Um, is it today? I think where Breed, because haven't they asked everyone on Twitter to? Um, because there's what is it? Eight wrestlers. Yeah. So uh, there's eight wrestlers. There's eight. No, uh, ten. 
10. 10 wrestlers, yeah. Yeah, 10. There's 10 wrestlers, and then they want the fans to book the card. So they're going to have a Gene Money a Gene Money in the Bank scramble match, which is going to be a four-man ladder match for a briefcase, which has something that Gene Money has inside, and he is not telling everyone. So you have to pick the four men for that, and then three singles matches. Um, and I think Breeden is either tonight or tomorrow they're picking the winner, and they're going to announce the actual full card for that show, because there's a new Breed tournament match. I think there might be a Women of Seal match as well, as well as the main event of Ridgeway versus Davis. So it's going to be really fun. Because, I mean, if, you, if you're the person who's picked this card, it's going to be really fun to be there Definitely, and see what actually yeah. happens. I mean, I know I picked... Um, I remember my scramble match I picked. It was a... Uh, it involved... Um, it was Gene Money, um, Martin Kirby, Sugar Dunkerton, and I think it was... Um, a guy, it was some guy called Cruz. I forgot his, last, I forgot his first name. Um, Will. Yeah, it was Will Cruz. Yeah. Yeah, that was... Um, that was my scramble match because I think it'd just be hilarious to see. I want to see Sugar Dunkerton versus Kirby. I, I put that, I picked that as a singles match because, yeah, I just really want to see that. But I think that'd be hilarious. And throw Gene Money into that mix. Throw as well. Gene Money into the mix. Magic isn't Gene Money, man. Oh the Ains- if we see some Ains- we could see some big Ainsley Lariats that night. Definitely. What, who do you think is going to win then, Scotty Davis or Ridgeway? Um, I'm just going to say Ridgeway just because. He's got the momentum behind him now with, after his huge win. And yeah, I can't I can't look past him at this point. But it's going to be a really close and incredible match, isn't it? I think the winner of this match gets a, a, term, a championship match of their, whenever they want it. Yeah. So obviously it'll be after Out of the Box, which is in May. Um, both of these shows, by the way, you can get tickets from at, breed pro, at breedwrestling.co.uk. Uh, and if you use the code HALLAM, all in capitals, at the checkout, you get a little discount as well. Because we're good to you. I'm very excited to see what happens. I can't wait for both shows and we'll probably be there. Yeah. So if anyone's listening, come and say hello. So we'll move on to uh, some of the biggest WWE stories of the week. We'll start with Monday Night Raw. Nothing really happened, did it? Bit of a snooze fest, wasn't it? It's, it's weird. Um, with th- we're like two, three weeks. We've got three more uh, shows. We've got two more shows of Raw until WrestleMania after this now. And no one's hyped for WrestleMania, which is on their side, which is silly. Like, I feel like I'm almost more hyped to go and see Scotty Davis versus Ridgeway over some of the Raw shows yeah. on Mania, which, is, which have been built up for over a year. So, I mean, it was announced that Braun Strowman was going to be in the Under the Giant Battle, more, uh, Battle Royal, which is very silly. I mean, considering last year, people wanted him to be added to the world title match. He's now the first entrant in a pre-show Battle Royal. Yeah, I mean, I mean last Nic- year... Nicholas he- killed him. Let's be honest, Nicholas, the 10-year-old, killed him. And there was, you know, M. Reigns um, had to vacate the belt. Yeah. And I thought, when it was Strowman and um, Lesnar, wasn't it? Yeah. I thought, it's now or never for Strowman. And that was the final nail in the coffin. And I'm just, I just can't be asked, was not interested in him at all. I feel like he needs to move to SmackDown. Yeah, that's a good show. All, all he seems to do now is squash people and whatever sort of stuff's backstage any vehicles whatever just throw them about that's all he seems to be up to at um, the minute. I think he's going to swap in the draft I think him and Randy are going to swap places really? yeah I think we'll do next week we'll just do a special episode where we discuss, discuss the shake after Mania and we'll do because I'm going I'm going away next week early so I'm not here for the typical Thursday recording so we'll do a special like uh, draft episode and we'll do who we want to go in the draft and why we want everyone to go in the shake after Mania so I think it's two weeks after Mania yeah so that'll be really interesting as well as that, it was, it was uh, finally announced of um, Kurt Angle's opponent for WrestleMania. Oh, God. Baron Corbin. Well, the, th- the thing that annoyed me was he announced Baron Corbin for the match. Everyone started booing. 
it's like I've got a special opponent picked for tonight as well and Chad Gable comes out why not just swap the two just have on my farewell tour I want to go through Baron Corbin I want him out here now but for Wrestlemania I want to fight the guy who's who's very similar to me right now and I see a lot of myself in Chad Gable because then they've, they'd already put a story in place of like who was Chad like Chad Gable's idol was Kurt Angle mm. that's the whole story and if Chad Gable retires Kurt Angle Huge that then him, pushes yeah. him to the moon and he could easily like he could beat Bobby Lashley for the IC title he could beat Balor if Balor wins it back at Mania like apart from Corbin like I can't see much result from Corbin winning and there's apparently talk now they want to change the match because Vince said apparently Vince was excited and think, thought that people would really like Corbin against him well there you go um, yeah I didn't I didn't understand later on in the show as well Corbin was beaten by Cruz clean, clean as well clean as well it just, it just makes me want to see the match even less at this point um, I saw someone on Twitter this is completely fantasy and hype this won't actually happen but how amazing would it be if it did uh, they, they said imagine if it was Corbin and Angle all the way up until the night of Mania and then as Corbin was making his entrance reductor of Fugonomics John Cena came out attacked Corbin and took his place I want to see John Cena come out I want him to have shaved his head to have that little spike at the front <laughs> in, in little uh, neon trunks and to be like ruthless aggression and yeah. <laughs> oh see my that? Screw the Doctor of the Economics. I want ruthless aggression, Cena. But yeah, I think everyone wants Cena versus Angle at this point. But are we going to get it? I don't know. I feel like they're going to. I feel like they're going to keep Cena for a surprise on the show now. If they've not announced him for anything yet, I feel like they're going to. Oh. Because they're not going to. He's going to be in the show in some way. If, what if it's just interrupting Elias? Because the only other way I'm thinking they'd do it is have the Rock interrupt Elias, then have Cena interrupt Rock and Elias. So Rock and Elias will be playing guitar together. And then have Gene Money interrupt Elias, The Rock and Cena. <laughs> I feel like, well, because we're going to be watching WrestleMania with Gene Money, technically. Technically, yeah. At, at, at Walkabout, which is going to be something special. I can't, I can't with that, man. It's going to be a funny night. But yeah, I feel like no one really cares for Angle versus Corbin. And there's going to there's be some sort of change of match. There's going to be someone. There has to be, surely. If that is... Uh, Angle doesn't think Corbin's good enough now he's already lost he doesn't want he wants a bit more of a challenge he announced that beforehand and it's a mystery opponent just do that and then have mm. Cena come out or have Angle like, if they did Chad Gable as a mystery opponent on the night I wouldn't mind if they'd Shelton Benjamin as a mystery opponent I wouldn't mind compared to Corbin anything yeah um, and the only other big thing to happen at Raw was that Drew McIntyre uh, and Reigns is all but, all but confirmed for the show now um, Drew McIntyre has beaten all three members of the Shield now. He's looking very strong, isn't he? The only, well, he's he's beaten up Reigns. He's not actually pinned Reigns in a match yet, so he wants to beat Reigns at Mania. So he's he's basically, I mean, he Ambrose wasn't on the show. He was after he was there after the show, which has got a ridiculous amount of uh, views on YouTube. Yeah, it's got like four million views now already, which is insane. Um, and he beat Seth Rollins this week. And he wasn't clean because there was inter- there was interruption yeah. by Brock, but he still beat Seth Rollins. Um, they've made Drew look more strong than Seth Rollins I feel like Drew should be in this match over Seth at this rate well it it, it didn't really hurt Rollins but no, it did. this show did nothing to sort of make me want to see Lesnar versus Rollins any more than exactly well we, do you remember when we so just so people understand me and Nathan went to see uh, Breed's first ever it wasn't actually a wrestling show but they hold a, they hold a Wrestlemania watch party um, which me and Nathan went and saw and I was Royal screaming. Rumble yeah, yeah that's what I meant to say what did I say Wrestlemania because that's the one in my head yeah, for next month yeah. um, 
No, so when we were there, I kept screaming that I wanted Drew McIntyre to win the Rumble. And I think that they basically may as well have done that now because what's the point in having... Like, like I, I would be happy with Seth winning, but I don't think it's going to do anything... Like it's only gonna help having the, sh- the title back on the sh- on the show. That's that's all the that's it really. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's. I saw people on Twitter saying that they'd rather they'd rather Becky and Kofi lose at Mania and have Seth win just so we've got a world title on Raw. And I kind of have to agree. Like the, the Raw show is so boring. Yeah, true. Just not had a title in absolutely ages on it. The Universal title. It's only had a full time title, in theory, for about overall like six months because it had like four about four, three or four months with Owens and then like a month or so with Reigns yeah because obviously we had Goldberg we had Goldberg we've had Lesnar we've had Lesnar for so many days Lesnar's hold it for nearly he's held it in two reigns for about uh, he held it for about two years the first time and then this time it's about six months like I don't know I, I honestly thought they might add Reigns back to the title match like Reigns mm. never lost the belt so you're added to the match and instantly instantly such a bigger match true like it sells itself Roman Reigns is fi- Roman Reigns comes back from cancer like comes back from leukemia so I say and finally gets his big chance back at the belt he never lost instantly everyone cares about well I know you said uh, a couple of weeks back on the podcast you may as well add Reigns and Ambrose make it a shield triple threat and then Lesnar in the mix as well instantly more interesting than a singles, isn't it? Well, it, yeah, it looks like Ambrose isn't even going to be on the card of yeah. the show. He's, gonna, he's probably going to be in the Battle Royal and then lose it and then he's going to technically leave the next night. Like, if they wanted... I don't know if he's leaving or not yet. No one really understands what's happening if that's just a storyline or if that's actually leaving. So, I mean, I'm surprised they've not announced him for something yet considering Mania's two weeks away. Definitely give him something to do. That, uh, yeah. They want to make the show like seven hours long. So, I mean, just give us something. At least, like, I don't know. It's stupid in my mind. But I think Drew versus Reigns at Mania is going to be one of the, the two Dark Horse matches of the night. I feel like, well, I say Dark Horse, everyone knows that this match will be great. But this and AJ versus Orton mm. are the two matches yeah. that I'm looking forward to. AJ and Orton. Oh, I'm so excited. Obviously, we didn't do a podcast last week, but their know. promo, oh my. both of them had on SmackDown last Honestly, week. Insane, weren't it? I'm more excited for a match between AJ Styles and Randy Orton with no stakes to it than I am for the, the Universal title match. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Just because that's how good the promo. I'm more excited for Miz versus Shane McMahon. Oh, yes. You, so I'm gonna we're gonna uh, go on to SmackDown Live now, and I hadn't got this written down, but I need to talk about it. The Miz's promo on SmackDown was amazing. Probably one of his best promos since talking Smack. I know, and it was like, and it's a babyface yeah. as well. But it wasn't like, oh, it wasn't like, like so clearly, you know, just sucking up babyface because when the fans were chanting and you deserve it, it was like, yes, I do. It's like you you wouldn't get like normal baby faces saying stuff like that, but yeah, he is a face, but it's still Miz, and it's he's he's finally Miz. like garnered the respect of the. Uh... I know because it's it's weird to think that the guy who was um, a talk like he came in to be like a talk show host on Raw for MTV, and he couldn't even read out a phone number on the first show he was there because he had it written down his hand and it got smudged out, so he didn't know what to say, <laughs> and he forgot the phone really? number live on air. Really, and now he's. Uh, oh. Maybe the best IC champion of all time. He's one reign away from being the most, having the most reigns of all time. He's literally a Grand Slam champion. He's, he's main evented WrestleMania. He's won everything apart from the Rumble. The only thing he's not won is the Rumble. He's one of the most consistent performers. WWE, ha- like, they're probably one of them, arguably one of the most reliable. Put him with anyone, 
literally anyone on the card and he'll make the match important and, and you, get you interested definitely he's brilliant I think he's amazing and I, I'm excited for Shane McMahon to wrestle well that, but he's the best in the world he is the best in the world of what he does he is the best in the world so I mean of course I am but so yeah, it was also it was announced just before uh, Smackdown you've got uh, Asuka's challenger will be found out next week, uh, this next coming week so you'll have a fatal four way between Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Naomi, and Carmella to announce who will be facing Asuka at Mania. Who's winning? It's hard to say because I, I feel like we've not really had much build. Well, we haven't had any build really no. to this. So we've obviously had a little bit of a difference between Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. But I think the safest bet out of them four would probably be Naomi. I think Naomi is the safest bet and probably the most known name to a general fan because she's, she's, she won the, uh, the Women's Battle Royal last year at Mania which hasn't even been announced yet for this year. I mean, it's going to happen. There's just, just no one's been announced for it yet. Um, but I assume, yeah, I assume it's probably going to be Naomi. I want to see Sonya Deville. Well, to be fair, I want to see, see Nikki Cross more than anyone. Did you see Nikki Cross's yes. promo? She wants to jump off the sign. Oh, man, it was amazing. Everyone was pointing to the sign. Why can't I jump off of it? Genius. They don't do anything with Nikki Cross, but she's amazing. But Genius. So, they, so Nikki Cross and Asuka had the first ever women's last man standing match yeah, in NXT. Last women's standing match. Thank you very much. I'm very sorry. Well, I'm going off WWE's rules because they, right, yeah. they, call, they call it an Iron Man match and not an Iron Woman match. True. And they call it a last man standing match because that's, that's the name of it. True. So I was going by that rule. Of okay, okay. But um, <laughs> yeah. But. but yeah, they had a very good. They had some great matches in NXT. Like that was my thought. That was the way I'm thinking about. Like, just give it to them, and you've got a guaranteed great match. Like, I don't have Naomi and Asuka had a big profile match. Yet? I don't think they have at any point. Um, I don't. I, couldn't, I can't recollect one. I don't think they no. have. But like, there's not been anything very special between the two of them. So like, something like if they gave it to to Nikki as well. You know you've got a guaranteed match that fans of NXT are going to be invested in, and most people are fans of NXT nowadays, and they've seen that match. So, I think it'd be a re- I think it'd be a better idea. If not, they could delete, they could maybe do her after Mania and have it as the first big feud. But mm. well, if if they do go with Naomi versus Asuka, this would probably end up being the first match in a feud, rather than yeah. Do you see what I mean? Well, I'm thinking they might do um. I'm thinking they might do Sonya and have Sonya win. Then have man not Sonya not win the match. Well, have Sonya win the fatal four way, mm. then go to Mania, nearly win, and then Mandy costs her the match. Like I'm more invested in Fire and Desire breaking up than the Universal Title. <laughs> I don't care about Seth Rollins unless Seth wins. I'm not care. I don't care. Like I don't want to see Brock anymore. Brock's done. Apparently he's gonna be fighting in the summer in UFC as well. Mm, I've so, heard that. I saw people saying that they think they think Brock's going to retain and take it all the way to SummerSlam, oh, please, and then go to please, UFC. God no, go to go into UFC again as WWE World Champion. Just so then <sighs> it's got a bit. It makes WWE look more prestigious. You've said that now, and it seems very Lesnar, possible. If Brock Lesnar wins at UFC as and takes in the the uh, world title. It makes the show look better, and it makes WWE look more realistic. Well, thanks for ruining my. Uh, I'm sorry. My thoughts about WrestleMania. Well, you know what? We can all hope and pray. We can hope and pray. But let's just... It, it's, it's water under the bridge. Seth's going to win. It's fine. Thank you. Well, to be fair, Money in the Bank is the first pay-per-view after Mania. Yeah. It's the first big pay-per-view. Usually do it in about June time, don't they? Yeah, it's usually in the summer. 
It's the first pay-per-view, I mean- Or July maybe even, yeah. It's the first pay-per-view after Mania. And I feel like, I feel like we need someone to hold on to the briefcase for a long time this year. With the last few years, it's just been like cashing on the night or the night after and like- Yeah. Who even won it last year? Strowman, wasn't it? Yeah, Strowman won it and then lost it, didn't he? And the year before that, I think, was it? No, that wasn't the year Ambrose no, won. No, that was 2015 Ambrose. Oh, it was, was it Corbin? Yeah, it was Corbin. Uh, yeah, so not really anything interesting. Well, the thing is, Corbin's, Corbin's run, if he'd have won the championship, it would have been really interesting. But it's all John Cena's fault he didn't win it. Just like when he uh, cost... Well, De- can you remember? Was it Damien Sandow? Damien Sandow, yeah. He loves it, doesn't he? He loves it. So as well as as well as that, we have... Uh, as well as the um, Naomi and... No, the Fatal 4 being announced... You've also got Rey Mysterio versus Samoa Joe for the United States Championship announced for Mania. I think a lot's going to happen on Tuesday. I think a lot's going to happen next it's week on change this. We both predicted a few weeks ago a multi-man ladder match, didn't we? We, we both definitely did. And now we're seeing it pop up on Twitter everywhere. Mm. And now people are just stealing our credit. Yeah. But um, I feel like that's the right idea for it. I feel like unless they want to make the world uh, the WWE Championship match like a fatal four-way and have Mustafa Ali and Kevin Owens in there as well, to stack the odds even further against against yeah. Kofi if Kofi wins I mean I'm surprised they've not announced something like that yet because there's technically no WWE Championship match at WrestleMania true so what is yeah technically what is Daniel Bryan up to at Mania nothing technically so I mean you'd think he'd be annoyed and want to do something and they would just be like oh I'll, be, I'll beat these once I'll beat them again and prove I'm the guy I'm the best guy around here and then get Kofi added in last minute which would make more sense I think but I still think it'd be interesting to see I still want to see Andrade and Ray. I mean this feud's been building up for like it's been building up since just before WrestleMania. No, before the Royal Rumble, hasn't it? Mm, yeah. Because we were talking about it at the show. So I feel like they'll do something. And Truth's not had a rematch. I mean, they've got rid of rematch clauses, they say. but they've, they've They just not. pick and choose, don't they? Yeah. And they fancy it. So I can imagine that's going to do something. So it'd be nice to see that as well. But I feel like it's not going to stay Rey Mysterio versus Joe. I mean, it would be a good match. And yeah, I'd look forward to that match oh, even be, more than Lesnar. I'd be so interested <laughs> in it. But like, I'd rather see Andrade yeah, throw in there yeah. as well. Just Stick truth in. Stick, if if, if Staff Rally and Kevin Owens aren't in the WWE title match, throw them in it as well. Because we want to. I want to see a ladder match. I like to see a ladder match at Mania, just because they're they're fun. Um, I mean, there might be still because I think they might do a TLC for Usos versus Hardy Boys, which hasn't even been announced yet. But I think I know, there's so it, much. Just they not keep announced. doing they keep doing promos for it on Twitter and on uh, on YouTube. Like the Hardy Boys put another promo out last week about it. Uh, the Usos did one last week on the show about them so I feel like it's going to be Usos versus Hardy Boys at Mania and adding a gimmick to that match which would be even more fun so that's what I'd like to see but I think that's just because I'm a I clearly am a, a massive fan of ladder matches uh, who's not who isn't I mean the first ever wrestling match I saw was a TLC match so I mean there you go of course you're going to be hooked on them after that Jeff Hardy just hook it to my veins <laughs> well, Jeff don't hook anything to your veins though Jeff yeah, please don't please don't Jeff um, the biggest thing on SmackDown though was Kofi Mania clearly we had the gauntlet match he faced off against The Bar which he uh, pinned both of them yeah Travel in Paradise and then I think SOS to Cesaro yeah, yeah. then he um, then it was Samoa Joe it, no it was then then Rowan who Rowan, he won by DQ Rowan this was more of an angle wasn't it yeah inside Rowan, the match Rowan beat him up with a chair was it the chair yeah 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 he did something to him at least he hurt him badly, put it that way. Yeah. Uh, and he got DQ'd. And then it was, um, then it was Samoa Joe, of which he, was he by roll-up? Yeah, by roll-up. Yeah. And then it was Randy Orton. Also by. Of which he won by a roll-up. 
So yeah. he won the gauntlet match. The New Day come out and celebrate. Vince McMahon comes out and goes, oh, you got one more, you got one more challenge, mate. And who else is it? Only the best wrestler in the company, Daniel the Bryan. The new. The new Daniel Bryan. No, oh my God, I love Daniel Bryan at the minute. I can't believe, I saw something on Twitter. This blows my mind. That was like a year ago he announced he was coming back. And yeah. That, the biggest baby face the company's had in years and, and now he's a heel and the most hated man exactly. in the company exactly he's just incredible isn't he he's brilliant well there's technically so in the in the final match they added so in the sixth match because obviously the New Day were banned from ringside so they couldn't even help out they then saw Daniel Bryan win with a knee I don't, a random off the topic point why is that some, why is that still not got a name why is it still just the knee yeah like they've even they've started yeah. calling the um They've started. They're calling it the yes lock. They started calling it the Lobel lock again, but they're not. They've still not got a name. For, they're just the knee. The um, knee. But yeah, Kofi. So is Kofi Mania over? What do you think? What's, what's happening? Well, it's definitely far from over. But yeah, I've I've seen some people complaining. I don't understand why because yeah, we're just getting. Obviously, we've complained about we've complained about a lot of matches not being on like booked and on the card and with the, you know with the poster not out and that but yeah this is definitely the one match you can have run and run all the way until just before Mania before making it because it just adds so much more heat and it just makes you want to see Kofi win it that little bit more every time something happens against him well have you seen the um, the promo video that the New Day did on the YouTube channel after the show it's just the one about them considering quitting yeah so Kofi and uh, so Xavier and Biggie want to quit and Kofi says we can't quit that makes them win that means that we've given up and that they've won so Kofi is re- Kofi does not want to quit the New Day want to quit though so it's going to be very interesting to see what actually happens at this point uh Biggie came out on Twitter and put a video up yesterday saying they're going to discuss all their options and they're going to sit down with their families and figure out what they're going to do, which I think it makes the story look so mm. much better. Like, honestly, like, I know they're not going to quit, but what are they going to do? It, it's insane. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I'm looking forward to SmackDown next week. It's weird. I can't, I can't sit through an entire episode of Raw, but I can easily sit through two hours of SmackDown. It's so much different. I don't understand how they... I mean, there's talented people on both shows. Are just, yeah, Raw, three, three hours, far, far too long. And then nothing ever seems... Nothing important ever seems to happen. There's no sort of construction or... It, nothing seems to flow in one direction. Whereas SmackDown, every week, you know you're going to get three or four good matches. Obviously, we only had two matches this week. But well, yeah, we say we had two. We had about... We had yeah, seven. technically. Technically yeah. seven, but yeah. Technically seven or two, however you want to look at it. But yeah, you get good matches every week. You get good storyline progressions. Every, not everything's not completely overloaded every time. So like, you're not seeing the same faces every week doing the same stuff. Yeah, SmackDown's just by far the better show. I mean, we've not even spoke about it. Yet. I mean, the Iconics pinned Boston Hook Connection last night, and I mean, it looks it's so obvious we're gonna get a fatal four-way women's tag yeah. team match between um, the D- is it the Divas of Doom they call themselves or something, uh, which is Beth Phoenix and Natalia. Yeah. Um, you've got. The Samoan, oh, what's it? The Samoan Wrecking Crew or something? The Botch and Shrug connection. <laughs> you got Naomi and Tamina. Uh, Naomi. It'd be much better if it was Naomi rather than Definitely Nia Jax. would be, but Nia Jax and Tamina, um, the Iconics and uh, Bailey and Sasha. I mean, even if that match happens, we know who's going to win. It's going to be Bailey and Sasha. 
they're not going to lose the belts this quickly. I mean, they could potentially lose them to Beth Phoenix and Naomi. And I keep saying Naomi. Naomi's in a lot of tag teams at the minute, isn't she? she? Bloody hell. No, I can see her losing it to um, to Natalia and Beth Phoenix. And then winning them back after. Yeah, just so they've got a big win for Beth Phoenix, like a big WrestleMania mm-hmm. moment for them. But I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what, no matter what. But quickly, there's two other little things I want to touch on. So there's 205 Live. The fi- like the finalists, uh, the final match of the tournament for the cruiserweight to announce the cruiserweight uh, championship contender was announced, which was is Buddy Murphy beat uh, Buddy Murphy will now be facing Tony Nese at WrestleMania. Tony Nese beat Cedric Alexander this week. Are you excited for the match? Who thinks going to win? Nice. You think Tony Nese is going to beat him? Yeah. Ooh. I do. Ooh. See, I've I'm thinking. I've heard a lot of people say that uh, start talking about this, and they think it's either there's either there's two ideas of thought. It's either Buddy Murphy's going to win and continue his reign because he's near defeating Neville's reign. So people, oh yeah, I forgot we did we did discuss that a couple of weeks. People want to beat that, but if he doesn't win and Nice wins, people think that Buddy Murphy's going to shoot up to the main roster. He definitely deserves. I think Buddy Murphy's the best wrestler WWE have on the main on like the main shows. Strong words, but like I think out out of Raw SmackDown. And NX uh, Raw SmackDown two five, best wrestler they've got. Apart from like he's up there with Daniel Bryan and, and Andrade, Mustafa Ali, Andrade. He's part of my big five. To be fair, he's top five. He's part of the top five. I keep mentioning. That. I'm never gonna <laughs> dig it. <laughs> I mean, I can. I'll announce it now while we're talking because I mean one of the other guys is here as well. So we've got it's you got Andrade, Mustafa Ali, Buddy Murphy, Adam Cole, Bebe, Bebe, and Gene Money, Gene Money. Will the fifth man ever be announced? No. No. Um, no, those, I mean, Tony Nese is in there as well. Like, they're my five guys I just love. Like, anything they do, I'm, I'm, I'm invested in. So, I mean, Buddy Murphy versus Tony Nese has got me very interested. We know it's going to be on the pre show because they always put cruiserweights on the, on the pre show just so people could yeah. like, look into buying the network more. But um, I think it's going to be, I think it could be best match of the night, in all honesty. Like, I think it, I think this, I wish this match would go on first. I wish it had gone first. I think they should do a thing where they do like the first hour of Mania is free for non-network users. And then after that, so then the people have sort... I mean, that'd make me want to buy something if I've seen half the show and then it just ends and I, have, I can't watch the rest of it for free. I'd mm. probably buy it if I hadn't got the network already. But who hasn't got the network anyway? I think this should open the show. I think Murphy versus Nee should open the show. Give it, give it a good 15... Because so. you always need an absolute barnstormer to set up. Yeah. To set up the, we had it last year with the tri- the IC triple threat with Bala, yeah. Bala, Seth, and Miz. This year should be the cruiserweights, and they should be able to just kill it. I mean, anything. Me, t- Bunny Murphy's the most insane man. He literally, um, what was it? Did a few weeks ago? It was at the elimination chamber against um, against Akira Tozawa. He like caught Akira Tozawa on, on the top rope, but like did like a pop up power bomb on the top rope. He's insane. He's a genius. He's insane. And I think that's just going to... It could be... I think it's, it's one of my most excited matches with AJ and Orton. Well, we all know you love 205 Live. I nearly... This was nearly a 205 podcast. It was nearly the Cruiser cast, was what I called it. Cruiser cast. That was, that was the plan. And then I was like, I need to talk about NXT. Speaking of which, I'm going to talk about now. There was a big Fatal Fireway last night. The only match they had on the show. Uh, it was Adam Cole versus Velveteen Dream versus... Alistair Black versus uh, Ricochet versus Matt Riddle and the winner of which would go to take over New York in two and a half weeks time 
to face off against Johnny Gargano in a two out of three falls match for the vacant NXT Championship. And who won? My boy, Adam Cole, baby. I screamed. I screamed. <laughs> it was it was twenty it was ten minutes to one when the match ended. And I just screamed. Ten in, minutes to one. Ten yeah. minutes to one in the morning. And I just screamed in my phone. I bet everyone else at True Works was wondering what was going on. Yeah, all my, ha- all my like the people that live in my house are like, why is there a guy screaming at one in the morning? I was so excited. I am so excited. We've never Adam Cole has never had an NXT championship match. And in the same building he debuted one and a half years ago at Summers at, at Takeover Brooklyn, he finally gets his chance. I'm so buzzing. We, we predicted it, so do we deserve we a little pat on the back? Again. We well said, done us. We said we didn't know whether they were going to um, do something like a tournament or a fatal four-way to then f- win a faces Gargano, but they, had, they, they, they did one better. They one-upped us five-way. And yeah, this was a great well, fun match, Because well, we didn't think that they'd include Ricochet or Black, because obviously they're in the Dusty Rhodes uh, Tag Team Classic. They've got the final next week. So we weren't expecting them to be in at all. But obviously... Obviously, they didn't care about that, and they were like, they said in the promo before the match, "Well, one of us will have to work two matches, won't us? Won't we?" And I was like, "Oh, okay, then that's fine." Adam's Cole's done it before; you can do it as well. Um, oh, I'm so excited! I don't. Two out of three falls matches are brilliant. I don't think there's ever been like a bad. There's never been one that's been like amazingly bad. And both of these wrestlers are amazing, and they've never had a one-on-one match. Correct decision. Really. Yeah. Gargano versus Adam Cole. This is going to well, be great. I, I think that match, the Fatal Five, we set up a lot of storylines because I mean, Riddle. It, it, I don't know what you were just about to say. Riddle and Dream. Yeah, yeah. It built yeah. it. It made me so much more invested than I already was. I love Matt Riddle. I love Velveteen Dream, but Matt Riddle needs to win. Do you think? I think Matt Riddle needs to win. I think. Yeah, I think Dream is can be huge without the title. Yeah. Like the things he does. And Riddle, obviously, is going gonna, gonna to be a huge star in WWE, especially when it gets to the main roster. But yeah, for him to now get a title belt would be would be huge. I think it'd be brilliant. Well, like I was, I'd have been happy with Matt Riddle facing uh, Gargano and winning the title that way and winning the NXT title. Like I just want him to, like I feel like they're almost equal. Like they're, it's not like a it's not a it's not a mid card belt like the IC in the US. It's almost as big. Yeah. Because Velveteen Dream made it that big. Um, when he he won a, he won a championship match of his choosing and chose the North American over the world title, which was just it was a massive decision, and he's made it insane. And now I want it. I want it on. Real. And plus, when it, when it's backed up, when the title's been backed up with fantastic matches at every takeover, never, there's never had there's never been a bad match for it, have there? No, no, because there's been you had um the the six man ladder match to start off with, which was a five star match by Meltzer. You then had. Ricochet versus Bla- uh, Ricochet versus Adam Cole, in which Ricochet, Ricochet won the belt. Oh, I love that match! And then you had Ricochet versus Gargano. I also love that which match. Was a great match. And then you had Gargano versus Velveteen Dream. I also love that. all yeah, of them. I don't of, think. Yeah, you're right. All of the actual main title matches they've had on main shows have been brilliant. So I'm. I can't wait. I think this is. I think this takeover card has the potential to be the best takeover card of all time. Volta versus Pete Dunne was announced. It was announced well. last night on NXT UK. Um, yeah. <laughs> My life. This is going to be an incredible card, isn't it? I'm going to get the full card up now, which will include some spoilers. So if you don't want any spoilers, just turn off the podcast now. It's our last thing we're going to discuss. But I'm just trying to confirm everything on the card. Um, but It's looking very good. It's looking very good. So, so far we've got... Um, we have announced 
the NXT Championship match between Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano in a two out of three falls match. We have the NXT Women's Championship match, which is a fatal four-way between Shayna Baszler, Kyrie Sane, Irish Wright, and Bianca Belair. We then have Velveteen Dream versus Matt Riddle for the NXT North American Championship, which is apparently confirmed that we confirmed on next week's TV. We then have the NXT Tag Team Championship match, which is the War Raiders versus Cole uh, versus uh, Alistair Black and Ricochet. Um, and then we also have the WWE Championship match. Uh, the WWE UK Championship match will be Pete Dunne versus Volta. Seriously, this card has the potential to be the best NXT takeover of all time. As well as that, there still could potentially be um, Keith Lee versus Donovan Dijakovic as well. Really? Yeah, so that was... Um, Ooh, yes, I'd love to see that match again. There was apparently... So... I'm not. I'm not going to look through the exact spoilers to find out what happens on the next few NXT episodes. But they had a match on NXT TV and it didn't finish. I think, yeah. and they didn't announce anything else. And I feel like that's going to be. It'll either be that, or they'll do that match before for the next Ooh, week yeah, of NXT. That'd, that'd be a good idea. So they have. They always have an NXT match. They form in front of the big crowd. And, and quite often, they usually like squashes and sort of smaller, and important matches. But imagine if that one was was on there. It'd be insane. So we've got. I think that's everything from us today. I can't think of anything else we need to cover. Anything else you'd like to say? Just hit the hour mark. Anything else just on your mind? Just hit the hour mark. I think that's that's about it. Yeah. Just big up G Money and his big boy pants. Can't wait to see. It. I feel like this. The title of this episode is it was going to be Gene. It was going to be a the never fight never fight a man with a perm. Kofi Mania and more. It's going to be <laughs> never fight a man with a perm. Kofi Mania and Gene Money and his big boy pants and his big boy pants. I think that's it for us today. Where can people find you on Twitter if they want to find you? At Harding himself. I'm at Westwood and the first O is a zero. We will see you next week, guys. Bye. Cheers. Cheers.